like to treat flock cats in your practice? Do you have an opinion about the use of decompressive cystocentesis? If you're not familiar with it, this procedure involves performing cystocentesis in cats with urethral obstruction prior to placement of a urinary catheter. Some argue that it makes patients comfortable more quickly by relieving bladder distension and also makes it easier to pass a urinary catheter due to reduced back pressure. Others feel strongly that decompressive cystocentesis increases the risk of bladder rupture and uroabdomen. So in today's Vet Girl podcast, we review whether or not the use of decompressive cystocentesis can be used as a management strategy in cats with urethral obstruction. Vet's Girl philosophy, I don't usually do a decompressive cysto unless I can't unblock the cat. Hall and all, out of University of Minnesota, wanted to evaluate the use of decompressive cystocentesis in cats that then had a urinary catheter placed for ongoing management. So they looked retrospectively at 47 cats that had decompressive cystocentesis performed and an indwelling urinary catheter placed with hospitalization for at least six hours. In this study, they found that the majority of the cats were neutered, while two were intact. 41 out of 47 cats were domestic short, medium, or long-haired cats. The remaining six were purebred. Overall, the median age was 6 years with a range of 2 to 22 years with a median body condition of 6 out of 9 and a mean body weight of 5.8 kgs. History and physical exam findings were what you would expect for cats with urethral obstruction, restrainuria, vocalization, vomiting, anorexia, and excessive grooming of the peritoneum commonly reported in 19 to 70% of the cats. Most of the cats, 60%, were normothermic with normal heart rates with a median of 200 beats per minute. See Vet Girl's awesome study on TPR block cats and how it correlates with the severity of hyperkalemia. In Hall and All's study, they found that 40 out of 46 cats had an elevated BUN and 13 out of 32 had an elevated creatinine, with approximately a third of the cats being hyperkalemic. Urine obtained via cystocentesis was submitted for culture in 32 cats, and only one had positive growth, E. coli. No cats had diagnostic abdominal synthesis performed. Imaging of the abdomen, which included survey radiographs, ultrasound, double contrast cystourethrocram, etc., was performed in 40 cats. Most of these cats, 34 out of 40, just had radiographs. Of the cats with radiographs performed, 19 out of 34 had focal loss of peritoneal detail consistent with effusion. However, a fair number of these cats may have had imaging performed prior to decompressive cystocentesis, up to 20 out of 34 cats, based on urinary bladder distension on the radiographs. 11 of those 20 cats had effusion. Since this was a retrospective study, treatment of cats with decompressive cystocentesis and urethral obstruction wasn't standardized, but commonly included placement of an IV catheter, sedation, decompressive cystocentesis, and placement of an indwelling urinary catheter with a closed collection system. 27 out of 47 cats had a red rubber catheter placed, 12 out of 47 had a slippery SAM, and the remaining 8 cats didn't have their catheter type identified. For the 39 cats with identifiable duration of catheterization, the mean duration was 27.9 hours. Median hospitalization time was 40 hours, 41 hours for survivors, 24 hours for non-survivors. Overall, 91% of cats survived a discharge, 
while four were euthanized due to urinary obstruction following catheter removal in two cats, suspected pyelonephritis and persistent azotemia in one cat, and persistent azotemia and hyperkalemia with suspected oliguric renal failure in one cat. The cat with suspected oliguric renal failure had a necropsy performed, and peritoneal effusion was noted, but not analyzed or identified as urine, so no leakage was grossly noted. Three of 43 cats that were discharged represented within 72 hours. Of these three cats, one was re-hospitalized for urethral obstruction again and discharged to survival, while the other two cats were treated for strainuria without evidence of urethral obstruction. None were suspected or identified of having uroperitoneum in these three cats. Overall, this small retrospective study found similar overall survival rates, 91%, to previous studies for cats with urethral obstruction, reiterating that the prognosis is fair to good. For those cats with decompressive cystocentesis performed as part of their therapy, followed by placement of an indwelling urinary catheter, none were diagnosed with a bladder rupture during hospitalization. While a fair number of cats in the study had abdominal radiographs suggestive of focal peritoneal effusion, about half of those cats likely had radiographs performed prior to decompressive cystocentesis. A proposed mechanism of peritoneal effusion accumulation in cats with urethral obstruction includes altered lymphatic drainage due to changes in hydrostatic pressures, or a bladder rupture. Compared to the previous study of decompressive cystocentesis in cats by Cooper and all, in which 3 of 15 cats were diagnosed with uroabdomen and 1 out of 15 cats was diagnosed with hemoabdomen, no cats in this study were diagnosed with either. A major difference in these two studies is that Cooper and all study involved only multiple decompressive cystocentesis procedures, an average of 3 per cat, to manage urethral obstruction, whereas the cats in this study had a single decompressive cystocentesis performed and then an indwelling urinary catheter placed. Hall and all proposed that keeping the bladder decompressed with an indwelling catheter post-decompressive cystocentesis may help to keep intraluminal hydrostatic pressures low, reducing the risk of urine leakage from the decompressive cystocentesis site. This is a small retrospective study with no control population, so ideally a larger randomized prospective study would be performed. However, it does suggest that decompressive cystocentesis in combination with placement of an indwelling urinary catheter can be an effective management strategy for cats with urethral obstruction. So, what do we take away from this Vet Girl podcast? This study suggests that decompressive cystocentesis following placement of an indwelling urinary catheter is safe for cats with urethral obstruction. However, it should be emphasized that decompressive cystocentesis should be followed by catheter placement and hospitalization and should not be used as a solitary treatment for cats with urethral obstruction due to the risk of uroperitoneum and hemoperitoneum.